With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For our economy, never miss another one again. Plus, labor news, full Monty alerts, conservative alerts, and my personal favorite segment, Geeky Science, each and every week. But wait, there's more. As an added bonus with your TomCast podcast subscription, you'll also get my best of the rest of the news, a daily three-minute dose of what's going on in the world today that you can't afford to miss. So what are you waiting for? Get over to TomHartman.com today and sign up for your TomCast now. Do it for yourself or you can do it for a friend. Go to TomHartman.com to see just how easy it is. And thank you so much for all of your support. This is 1050 AM KCAA Loma Linda and 106.5 FM Yucaipa. California-based drug maker Depot Med, which just bought off a hostile $3 billion takeover bid from Horizon Pharma last year, is now preparing to put itself up for sale. It's working with Morgan Stanley on terms, and Depot Med's top drug is Nucinta, which treats chronic pain. On Wall Street, stocks sharply higher today after a round of disappointing economic data about retail sales and industrial production in August is dimming expectations that the Fed will hike interest rates next week. At the close, the Dow up 177, the Nasdaq up 76. Shares of Apple shot up 3.5%, up 12% this week after inventories of the new iPhone 7 Plus and the all-black iPhone 7 have sold out. And the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission officially ordering a recall of the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 smartphone days after the phone maker issued its own recall. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-597-4816. That's one 800 or go to selectquote.com. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. NBC News Radio, I'm Tom Roberts. 
Hillary Clinton says people shouldn't worry about when her running mate was informed about the incident where she almost collapsed. I am, you know, not going to go into our personal conversations, and I feel very comfortable and confident uh, about our relationship, and I really look forward to working with him closely. At a rare news briefing in North Carolina, Clinton said today she communicated with Senator Tim Kaine and has a good rapport with him. House Speaker Paul Ryan believes presidential candidates should release their tax records when they want to. Speaking at his weekly news conference today, the Wisconsin Republican called on Donald Trump to release his tax returns, but he deferred to the GOP presidential nominee to determine when the appropriate time is. At least one New York City police officer and a man suspected of trying to attack police are hospitalized. It's reported the suspect had a cleaver in this afternoon's attack on 6th Avenue. The officers opened fire on the man. All the injuries are believed to be non-life-threatening. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The mayor of Columbus, Ohio, is calling the fatal officer-involved shooting of a young African-American boy troubling. It is a dangerous time to be a police officer in this country. It is our job to support them as well as the people they protect. During a news conference this morning, Mayor Andrew Ginther said the loss of 13-year-old Tyree King is tragic, but the fact the 8th grader had a nearly exact replica of a police firearm should be a call to action for the community. Samsung and the Consumer Product Safety Commission are cooperating on the Galaxy Note 7 recall. The CPSC today pointed to the threat of batteries exploding or catching fire. The agency last week said it was working with Samsung on the recall, but CPSC Chief Elliot Kay said the delay in the official announcement was due to verifying the company's information to the public was accurate. Tonight's the first night you'll be able to watch an NFL game on Twitter. The social media site will video stream the New York Jets versus the Buffalo Bills to kick off its 10-game Thursday night football package. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. The days are getting shorter, and the kids are going back to school. But the summer fun is just kicking in on KCAA 106.5 FM and 1050 AM. KCAA invites you to become part of the pride at the San Diego Zoo and Safari Park. Listen and win family fun packs of tickets for four, or maybe even a roar and snore overnight sleepover at the zoo in a luxury tent complete with a comfortable queen-size bed and all the amenities of a luxury resort. It's more like glamping than camping. In October, kids get in for free. There's all kinds of fun, from ziplining to special tours, that you can set up to see your favorite animals. Listen for the lion's roar and be one of the first five callers at 909-888-5222 or log on to winwithkcaa.com and register. That's winwithkcaa.com. NBC Radio, 106.5 FM and 1050 AM, where every day is a winning day on KCAA. You're listening to KCAA, your good neighbor along the way. Hey, buddy, I hoid the droughts moving in, muscling in on your turf. To make matters worse, the man keeps telling you to limit your spigot. That drought is bad news, no fooling. But me and my boys can help. The water boys, on the water zone, Thursday nights at 6. We'll help you protect your turf and save water. And hey, don't worry about it. Consider it a gift. Yeah, Louie, you heard the boss. We gotta listen in at 6 p.m. on Thursday nights. Okay, Vinny, you got it. The water zone, Thursday nights at 6 p.m. I'll tell our lawn it's now protected. Ah! 
Because you know it's all about that drought, about that drought, no water. It's all about that drought, about that drought, no water. It's all about that drought, about that drought, no water. It's all about that drought, about that drought, 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 drought. Yeah, it's pretty clear. We're really short on blue. It's time to save it, save it, like we're supposed to do. Some say it's doom, gloom, and all our grass must go. But together we can make it and enjoy our golden state. It's all about that drought, about that drought, no water. It's all about that drought, about that drought, no water. It's all about that drought, about that Good drought. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Water Zone. And I uh, hope everybody's having a great day today. And we're broadcasting live from NBC News Radio Station KCAA 1050 in 106.5 FM in San Bernardino, California. Or for the locals in Inland Empire, same burn to do. Anyway, so we we're all happy to do that. I'm Rob Starr, along with Mike Barron, Mikey Pedia Barron. I have to be correct when I say that. Well, thank you, Rob. It's great to be here. I'm um, really looking forward to talking with our two guests today. I'm excited today. You know why? Why? Hey, that sounds like a choo-choo train. <laughs> sounds like a choo-choo train because we got we got a guy on who's head of the water train, president ah. and CEO, and we also have Bill McDonald from Western. I'm sorry, Western Municipal <laughs> Metropolitan. We we got your new job, Bill. <laughs> I don't want a new job. My boss might be listening. Yeah, okay. He really likes he really likes Metropolitan Water District. Bill McDonald, and he is the uh, water efficiency manager, and uh, he's from the Water Resources Management Group. So, um, anyway, he really does like his job. Promise he. You know, I love my job. I know you do. And we love you can pay us later. (laughs) And and we love the fact that uh, Metropolitan Water District has just done such an outstanding job over the decades to uh, supply Southern California with that vital resource we call water. Um, Unlike the electrical um, delivery system that we had when we get brownouts and power outs, you guys seem to always. Deliver the water, so they, they thank deliver. you for that. Yeah. Well, let's, get, let's do just a little short news thing and what's updates for our okay. things. And uh, you want me to do the voice? The voice, ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals, live from San Bernardino, it's Mike, Mikeypedia Baron, giving the weekly news on water. Well, probably I'd say, Rob, that the most significant news I've run across is uh, that federal climate scientists have now concluded that La Nina, which is the opposite of El Nino, this is a more dry, La Nina is a dry period, um, drier than normal, is uh, not as prevalent as it once was earlier in the year. So those temperatures have not, uh, in the water, have not cooled down to the point where they're below normal. Got to fire her. So um, who's that? The La La, person. Oh, the La, La Nina. So... That doesn't mean that it's going to rain a lot. We still don't know. And we still have to be very judicious in how we use our water. Absolutely. Whether we use it inside the house or outside the house, we've got to use it very judiciously. Because in Southern California, really, we're still in the drought. And we're going to hear more about that later on. Absolutely. And um, Anything else that's important? uh, Gosh, um, I would say that that's probably the most important thing. Let's see. Let me... Just take a quick look here. Uh, UCLA came out with a study. I heard did that you this hear about that? Yes, I did. In fact, and Bill and I were talking about that before you got here. This was uh, in the San Gabriel Valley Tribune um, today that they are now saying that there might be 
an extension of the current drought well beyond this year or this decade, but that it might last for an entire century. So the idea of um, California either being in a drought, coming out of a drought, or going back into a drought, that seems to have been compressed, and we are just in that that mode of uh, having to conserve our water resources. Well, we've got two guests. I, I, you know I'm really excited about the water train. I, and, and I should have I patented the idea when we were talking about how they let water out of the, the reservoirs and throw them out in the, in the bays. And I said, why don't they collect the water and do something with it? And unbeknownst to me, I found out about the water train. And we're going to bring uh, David Rangel, who's on, who's president. Dave, Dave how are you today? Very well. Thank you, fellows, for having me on the show tonight. We appreciate it. I, I like trains to be good. I think every guy in the world likes trains. <laughs> and and, and when I, you know, we talked about it, and I wasn't kidding when I met you at this other event. And uh, as, you, as you heard, I have your little toy. Yes. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> sounds, we, we thought it was apropos. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I was really excited about what you did. And, then, you know, and, I'll, and we'll give you a chance here to talk about what you do. But I also found out there's another something similar to that in India. But uh, So welcome to the show. And Bill McDonald's here, so he may want to climb in and, and say something. Bill, welcome. Uh, for any of our listeners who want to talk and get some uh, questions, it's 909-888-5222. Or if you're calling outside the 909 area code, 888 10:50. So, uh, again, welcome to the show, Dave, and, and tell us a little about the water train. Great idea. I love it. Well, it's something that's a culmination of about five years' worth of research. Uh, to, to give you a little story that uh, I grew up in California. I lived there 60 years, uh, my, well, my entire adult life there in the uh, born in Fresno and uh, grew up in my adult life in the Sacramento Valley. And I could see the the diminishing supplies of water. I could see the angst amongst farmers and uh, local city officials as water started to become concerns. Uh, the one town that I lived in slowly started to embrace water meters, and I thought, this is the beginning of the end. Um, we looked around and we said that the the volume of water that is consumed via daily life, via agricultural uses, industrial, just cannot be sustained. Uh, and there's going to need to be supplemental sources of water. Now, the state has taken... Uh, uh, steps by uh, conservation, by uh, uh, desalinization plants, uh, reuse of, uh, of um, effluent water sources. But the problem is, the very problem is that the input to the system, fresh water, new water, is going away. So we looked at trying to figure out how we could supplant that. We reached out to uh, places where there, there's a natural imbalance of too much water. You, you read about it every uh, spring and winter where there's massive floods here, there's massive floods there throughout the Midwest and, and Atlantic Gulf states. And we said, you know, that's the problem, is that one area doesn't have enough and one area has too much. So uh, we uh, put together a network that has... Uh, literally 
unlimited supplies of fresh water, spring water, and uh, recycled water that uh, we just, as we got into the research, we just didn't realize these, these things existed. So uh, it's a question, as, as we got into, it, into this, that we believe that most of California's elected officials really are whistling past the graveyard. Uh, there's a crisis there. We can see it. Uh, the people that we at that water conference, Rob, that you and I were at, uh, would come to me privately and tell me the water situation is much worse than we are being told. Now, I didn't ask for documentation. I didn't ask who told you what, but it corresponds to the research that we have been doing. So... We have a, a system set up where we load rail cars, tanker trains, with uh, up to uh, about uh, 1.4 million gallons of water per train that are delivered from Midwestern points to literally almost any point in California. Some areas are more, uh, pro, uh, more lend themselves to this say, someplace like Barstow, Indio, uh, San Bernardino counties that have uh, Lake Elsinore that uh, have a, a water problem. The water, the, the water is going away. So this isn't an answer for every place. We can't sustain uh, Los Angeles County. We can't keep uh, uh, Sa- San Diego uh, hydrated. Uh, we are just one part of a bigger puzzle but in the right location and we think for us we think the right location is the salvation and restoration of the Salton Sea where you have a health crisis that is without question devastating the local population and a smell crisis and the smell crisis and as the the uh, evaporation exposes more of the dry lake bed. You have uh, hydrogen sulfides, mercuries, borons, and other salts that suddenly become airborne. And uh, studies are indicating that besides the local areas, Coachella, uh, Indio, the, uh, Raleigh, that these clouds will eventually reach down into San Diego, Las Vegas. Be, it would be pretty interesting uh, to see what the government response will be at that time. Uh, the state has funding available, but they're sitting on their hands, uh, and to us that's a tragedy. But anyway, I digress, that we have the capability to restore the sea. We can bring it back. It will take time, but we can do it. How many of these <clears throat> these specialized rail cars do you have? We have right now under contract... 1,200 cars. This, and this is kind of a maybe simplistic question, but, you know, I, I think of rail cars one after another after another, and I think, okay, you have to open the spigot on one and drain it and then open the spigot on the second one. Are they kind of, like, connected? I mean, do you, do you deliver the water so that it goes to maybe uh, groundwater recharge, or how, how do your current customers use that water? Well, right now uh, the the way it works is that it's a – a single unit car that's manually loaded, loaded and 
unloaded. Uh, it takes about uh, 16 minutes per car to load or 16 minutes to unload it, so it goes pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, the the proposal that we have uh, to uh, both the Salt and Sea uh, Commission and uh, the counties of uh, Riverside and, and Imperial is to bottom dump the uh, rail cars along Highway 111, their Grapefruit Highway. Uh, and there's many places that, that we've identified uh, where the the railroad is about two to 300 feet away from the, uh, the water's edge. So a uh, pretty simple process. Uh, someone also suggested to us of uh, of dropping uh, the water into, uh, I think it's called the New River or the, the Alamo River, and, and I don't have that information at, right at my fingertips, but uh, the thought was is that would not only be another input into the end of the lake, but the, the volume of water would start restoring property values and recreational uh, opportunities, and there's just a whole lot of pluses to this. But the best thing about it is that it, it's water that doesn't come at the expense of somebody's drinking water. It's water that doesn't come at the expense of diminishing water flows from the Colorado River. Everybody's well aware of that situation in Lake Mead and Lake Powell. Uh, and it, it, it's it's getting pretty desperate in some places of Southern California. We, um, Bill McDonald from Metropolitan has uh, has a question, but just first, I just want everybody to know he's just completed the affidavit that he really likes working for Metropolitan, <laughs> and we're going to send it to his HR department tomorrow morning. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Thank you, Dave. This is just a quick question. So basically, you're taking the water from the train, and you're not putting it into a – that's kind of was my question that – kind of already been stated is how do you get this water into a portable water supply system or you're just looking at dumping it into a groundwater basin i mean well we we, we have had some discussions with uh some some different agencies and and some of the ideas that we put forth were through uh, injection wells into groundwater recharge or there's also that uh, a unique um, groundwater uh recharge district there in uh Southern California, I, the only one that I've ever come across that uh, certainly lends itself into the dumping of of uh, the water and then letting it percolate percolate down into the uh, into the groundwater. So uh, there's a couple of other different options. We had a chance to speak to um, some uh, folks out of the Central Valley, and the thought there was to uh, pump the water into storage tanks and then start uh, the the artificial artesian well uh, distribution out of those uh, facilities. But the problem that uh, everybody has, well, that many people have, is that the groundwater is, is going away. The surface water is, uh, is pretty much allocated right now. Uh, so the, the, the need for new water supplies that aren't encumbered, owned by uh, uh, cities or water banks or anything like that, are really, are really pretty desperate. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the financial aspect is interesting because I at one time calculated the cost of desalination 
uh, at about 450 per 100 cubic feet. I don't know if that sounds at all too low or too high, but... It's a few thousand dollars per acre foot. Okay. So if it's a couple thousand dollars per acre foot, that's interesting because that's what I came up here, um, then you can carry four acre feet, a million four hundred thousand gallons is about uh, four acre feet. So, you know, you think about the fact that this, I'm not sure if you have off the top of your head, Bill, just how much, uh, how many acre feet of potable water we consume in Southern California. Four would not be enough. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's but, the problem is that you get we're in we're talking millions of acre feet and that's and, why and, and that's the, why he's talking about this would only and also you really can't take water from a rail car and put it into a portable water system so that's why this type of thing would be more for like a salt and sea or or a recharge type of system or something yes. like that you're not going to be able to put it into a portable yeah, water directly. system but that's True. still but that's still what you're doing it seems to me is getting taking water where it's just in surplus, so the price is very low. Yeah. You then transport it efficiently, uh, you know, low cost rail, and then make it available, uh, as opposed to investing in this, you know, billions of dollars in a pipeline. That, that exactly, and the, the argument, and we've heard this and, and studied this also, uh, a pipeline, uh, like we call it Captain Kirk's pipeline, uh, to bring a pipeline from the Columbia River into Southern California. Uh, the if it were able to be constructed, you're five, six, seven years out after the permitting process. And where would you take that? Where would you take that one pipeline to? Would you take it to uh, uh, Pomona? MBD. Would yep. you take it to you know Rancho Cucamonga? Where would you turn? Where would the terminus of that thing be? Yeah. And whereas in the water train, it could almost be thought of as as a hose where if there's a, a shortage or a critical situation in City X, well, then you take it over there. And if all of a sudden in Victorville they've completely run out, well, then you run the train over there and, and work on, on a new supply line there. The, the thing about the water train is that it really, all the low-hanging fruit is gone. And what I mean by that is all the cheap water is gone. And we are going to be coming up to the realization, we believe, at some point in time that the California consumer or the American consumer is going to realize that the true cost of water is a lot closer to 2 to two to 250 a gallon. And we need to start thinking that because right now the cost of water is subsidized. If Metropolitan passed through the true cost of of uh, of getting that water here, of the transportation, of the support staff, of the facilities, uh, all these other things were were factored into that. They I don't are, think that I'd have to disagree with you. They are factored in because if they're not, I wouldn't have a paycheck to send my kid to college. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know what? But, but, but so what? all of those pieces: overhead, transportation, everything, energy. conservation, energy, infrastructure, maintenance. All of that is is part of the cost of water. What you have is water systems are publicly owned facilities, so they're not private facilities. So there's the, there's a not for profit situation. So water is being delivered to your home or your business at the co at what the cost is. And yes, the cost is going up. 
But there are no, it's not that there's costs that Metropolitan has that we're not putting into the water, because if there were costs that we had that we were putting into the water, excuse me, but who the hell's paying for them? So all of our costs from pens and pencil, pens and paper, computers, everything, my time is all in your water. But because water, I'm, I've worked in the energy business for 20 years before I got in the water business. The water business is very, very efficient. If you look at the amount of manpower and bodies that are working at a water agency to working at an energy utility, when I used to work at a um, municipal, like at a city, when you work at a city that's a water and a power facility, the, and the, the power side, a lot more people. The water side, a lot less, a lot less people. Water is a very, very well-run machine, and that's why water is being delivered there, to you there, at a very good price. No, there's no question about it, but the problem is, the, at least from our research, is that that source, the the input, is starting to diminish and starting to go away. Well, and that and there, at some point in time, alternative sources are going to have to come up. We're not, uh, we're not a supplier to Metropolitan. We're not a supplier to Pasadena Water or American Water Companies. We are an emergency stopgap. We are, our competition is bottled water, much like what happened in Tulare County, identical to what happened in Flint, Michigan, where the, there was no alternative to drinking water except bottled water, and Nestle's Pure Life Water at 84 cents a gallon is very hard to to have a, a, a life-sustaining uh, type of situation, and that's who our competition is. That's who we're trying to address. We're not. We are an emergency source, a volume and, emergency source. And, and we are not. We are not the supplier to uh, a public water source. And and the thing, though, I think is just the. Uh, innovative approach to supplying that emergency resource. Um, you know, maybe, I mean, just, just the fact that you guys actually took this idea and ran with it and created that service, created this this new industry, which um, I don't know if you have any competitors yet or not. But well, there's, there's, there's one I was mentioning at the top of the show in India. And I had, I had seen, I don't know if, if you know about it, Dave, but yes. um, so they, they go to a, uh, there's tens of millions of people in about 13 different um, drought plague India uh, districts and they bring uh, 13 Indian states and they bring, they have a train. I, I, I don't know what it looks like. I, it sounds like it's similar. They have a car and they deliver the water to them in the nighttime. And so they're doing the same thing because they, they this this particular or these particular areas have a, a consecutive droughts that are occurring, and you got tens of millions of people that are just dying for water. Really, I mean, so they're they're kind of doing the same thing that you're doing, and and your purpose of that. And, and quite frankly, ours is not new to California. This with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Water train happened uh, once before in the 1920s when Alhambra. Really, was, uh, bringing water out of uh, out of the mountains down to their bottling plant there in Los Angeles until they eventually realized that we can drill for water there in the closer to the to the to the plant and forget having to go up into the mountains and get the water. Yep. So uh, there's a historical precedent, but times are different. Absolutely. So the 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 whole premise behind this is that. It's not for everybody, and it's not for every situation. But it but, serves a purpose. Exactly. Right. But the the thing that I kind of pivot back, and, and again, part of our research and part of uh, what we have found is that there was a report that was commissioned by Wells Fargo Bank uh, in, 19, uh, in 2015, uh, written by uh, California State University, Fresno. And, and the bottom line is that as the water supplies start to diminish, that as the groundwater and and it's well documented, there's no uh, you you guys have read well, about is, this for years. Yeah, it's a finite and, source. We just don't know how deep those aquifers go into exactly. the center of the earth. So, and when you have a company like J.G. Boswell there in Corcoran that has mega wells that are reaching down 2,500 feet uh, to try to get the very last drop of water. And you know that if you go any further, they're going to strike oil. They're going to start pulling up all these uh, contaminants, this brackish stuff that just that that it, the water will be gone. And when when we get to that point, then that threatens the very fabric of a community because when a when a hospital or a hotel starts running out of water, we have a problem. We have a serious problem, and you cannot conserve your way out of this crisis but i don't i'm not here to be doom and gloom <laughs> i'm just saying that we have an an emergency backstop in the right conditions and i'll and i'll pivot back around kind of come full circle to to um to the salton sea and there was a story that came out a few days ago in the desert sun that kind of spoke about this and uh that consultants and uh uh, different engineering firms had put a price tag to to remediate the Salton Sea is literally billions of dollars. Mm. But the money doesn't seem to be a problem. The, the, the bottom line, where are you going to get the water? Mm. At whose expense? Right. Are you going to take it from the farmers in the, in the Coachella Valley, or are you going to take it out of the All-American Canal? <laughs> no. <laughs> so... Uh, it has to come from some brand new source. Well, can, we, can, we can call it the Hydro Express. You know, you can just start you bringing go. that cheap water right into the Salt uh, Sea. <laughs> hey, uh, where where can our listeners, uh, if they want to get more information about your company, where do they? How can they reach you? We have uh, a website, watertrain.us. Watertrain.us. Excellent. 
Well, Dave, I really appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I was really excited. Uh, I love I love the little uh, whistle thing you gave out. My grandson loves that to death. He asked me now for a set of trains, so you, oh, no. you, you got to make got to make some small trains so I can get home. Anyway, we thank, thank you very much for joining us and, and getting because uh, again, I was I was thrilled when I heard about this. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd been talking about it, yeah. you know, and not knowing that such no. a you know company no. existed. So All right, we're going to take cool. we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with Bill McDonald from Metropolitan Water District, and uh, stay tuned. San Bernardino, Loma Linda, Rialto listens to KCAA Radio. Are you looking for the right place to purchase your landscaping items? Well, come see us at Hydroscape. Hydroscape offers a large selection of irrigation products, including Irritrol and Toro such as their efficient precision nozzles. For 40 years, Hydroscape has been family-owned and operated, serving Southern California. With 17 locations, our knowledgeable and experienced staff is equipped to help you with all your irrigation, landscape, and outdoor living projects. Whether you're installing irrigation systems, wanting to maintain a healthy landscape, or simply create a beautiful lit space for outdoor entertaining, Hydroscape is the place to go. Visit our website at hydroscape.com for more information and find helpful articles on our blog. Or call our customer service center at 1-800-395-4477. Are you presently part of the irrigation industry as a worker or business owner? Do you want to learn how you and your staff can boost your knowledge and productivity? Then you should check out Irrigator Technical Training School. Irrigator Tech is the leading source of quality instruction serving all facets of the irrigation industry. Their courses provide a basic, easy-to-understand approach that raises the skill level, competency, and professionalism of landscape and irrigation personnel through practical education and services. Irrigator Tech combines classroom and real-life hands-on training, leading to a well-recognized certification that both customers and employers demand. Irrigator Tech specialized courses can help you quickly become a certified irrigation auditor or a certified installer, repair, maintenance, or backflow technician. Courses also include certificates in smart water application or becoming a certified tree worker. Most importantly, all certifications are state recognized and Irrigator Tech offers annual renewal classes to help keep your certification up to date. So whether you work in California, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, or Arizona, there's an Irrigator Tech class near you. For more information on how to jumpstart your career, call Irrigator Tech toll-free 866-614-1755 or visit them on the web at IrrigatorTech.com. That's toll-free 866-614-1755 and on the web at IrrigatorTech.com. KCAA Radio, Loma Linda, where no listener is ever left behind. Hi, welcome back to The Water Zone with Mike and Rob. And uh, this session, we're going to have uh, Bill McDonald, the Water Efficiency Manager of the Water Resource Management Group of Metropolitan Water District. Anybody has some questions? we got some great experts. Uh, call in at 909-888-5222 and 888-909-1050. So, Bill... Thank you very much. We've known each other for a long time, and I'm yes. really glad you came on the show. And well, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons we wanted you to come on is to talk about the things that you do. And, and, and a lot of people don't take advantage and know about a lot of rebates, even though 
every water agency sends stuff out. People just get it in the bill and sometimes just toss it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, too, is most people haven't heard of the Metropolitan Water District. and um, They get you confused with that other one. Yeah, the downtown. one in Los Angeles. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and I get that. I started my career in the energy field, and so people have heard of Southern California Edison and Southern California Gas. And so they're very large companies, but they're also companies that send you a bill every month. The Metropolitan Water District, when I went from the energy world to the water world, is a very layered. It's a very layered world, and what people don't realize when I go out and do a lot of public speaking is that, basically, from the Mexican border up to Oxnard and inland, you know, to almost where we are now. Um, and I'm from Boston, so hopefully I will correctly enunciate all my. You're from Boston. You pack your car outside. Yeah, I, it's tough being from Boston and, and, have, he, and, and being in the and water he, world. And he didn't bring us any lobster or clams. No, no, I did have lobster this weekend. Oh. Though, I will have to say that. But um, so, and what happens is, so the way I tell folks is like, if you think, what do you think of as Southern California? You know, whether it's San Diego or Santa Monica. Or, you know, or Riverside, whatever you think of as Southern California, Los Angeles, you're getting water from the Metropolitan Water District. But you don't realize that because the way it works is Metropolitan is bringing water in. We're the importer of water. So we're bringing water in. And then we turn around, we sell it to the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, who then turns around and, and sells it to that team that wears not the good green uniform, but the purple uniform and sells it to those kind of folks and sends them the bill. And so people don't see us, but we're the ones behind the scenes, basically uh, providing, you know, over almost half, if not more than half the water in Southern California. And so what my job and my, all the folks I work with, um, my team, we manage conservation programs. And what that means, or energy or water efficiency programs, is that instead of one city, like the city of Riverside, having a, uh, a rebate for toilets, and then also the city of Santa Monica having a rebate for toilets, and they would have to manage that program themselves with their own staff, all of our agencies, we're, we're a family. We all get together, and we, we all got together about 20 years ago and said, let's do this a much more efficient way. And so we created, even though we are two or 300 different cities, we created what I call a one-stop shop. So all the folks listening can go to SoCal Watersmart, and you go to SoCalWatersmart.com or BeWaterWise.com, which is the Metropolitan website. So if you go to BeWaterWise.com and you click on the word rebate, whether you live in Santa Monica, I live in Chino Hills, wherever you guys live, and that will take you to a website which will then offer you all kinds of incentives to become much more efficient. And, and even though, um, you know, our last uh, caller talked about, you know, training water and things like that, and those were for areas that are outside of the metropolitan service area. There are some isolated um, areas that aren't privileged enough to have this huge infrastructure that we have here in Southern California. And, but here in Southern California... What we really need to do is just use water more efficiently. Every single person that's listening has driven down the street and seen water running down the road mm -hmm. or seen water running when it's raining out because one of these days it will rain. So, And um, those are the kind of things that we need to fix because that is just – 
a total waste of water. Water's being brought in all the way from the Colorado River or from Northern California. It's cleaned up, it's pumped, it's pushed, it's heated, whatever you're using it for. It just needs to be used much more efficiently. And working with you guys at Toro and other companies, that's our goal. Our goal is to bring down our gallons per capita per day, bring down the amount of not change our lifestyle. We're still in Southern California. That's the reason why, I mean, I moved from Boston here. You know, it's warm. It's sunny. We like that. But as it's warm and sunny, you do use a lot more water than you would do in a cloudy, cold climate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah where you get, might get 34 inches of rain a year or something like that. Yeah, you know, but, when you're, but as you said, it's not changing. You don't have to change your lifestyle. No. I, mean, I mean, the biggest thing, so you're brushing your teeth, you don't leave the water on the whole time. I mean, that's a simple thing. It's not exactly. going to change the way I think about Anaheim Hills or, or California right. or anything else like that. Well, I, I just want to let folks know that SoCalWaterSmart.com is just an excellent website very easy to navigate does a great job of you know taking you to where the information is it lets you estimate what your rebate would be if you decide to get uh, low flow toilets high efficiency toilets or if you decide you want a smart controller that is responsive to responsive to the weather and adjusts automatically on a daily basis or make sure that that sprinkler system is off when it's raining uh, you know, there's just still. Well, not only for, for, for residential, but for commercial. You have things for the water exactly. coolers and, and other things where people can really take advantage. You know, there, you have obviously several different rebate programs for right. all of these things. Let, let, let's take the, the smart controller. Things. Yeah. So when smart controllers, um, it just a fantastic technology. And uh, kudos to companies like Toro for, for creating these kind of things because – People don't want to go into their garage or their backyard and go, oh, it's cloudy today. Because actually, it was cloudy a couple of days ago. If you didn't notice, we actually had a couple of clouds a couple of days Tuesday. ago. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. <laughs> and it we was go, Wrigley we, the other day, too. Right. We go months without – I tell my family back east. They don't believe it. But we go months without a cloud. So it's cloudy on, my, on Tuesday it was, if you even forget. And a smart irrigation controller will know it's cloudy, will know that the temperature has dropped, and will adjust accordingly. If you didn't have that, it would still be watering your Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 20 minutes a day, or whatever you've set it for, come rain or come shine. And and you're the expert. You know this more than I, that that's where the big savings comes is those type of days. But then also as we kind of approach what we call a winter, but it was as we approach this winter season, people never adjust their controllers. So even though we're not, well, we don't 80, have the eighty-five degrees I, at Christmas. So, you know. But I got, I got to say, so the what I like to tell contractors and homeowners when we have the opportunity to present to them is when summer approaches and you get hot weather. You have a visual indicator, your lawn, that starts to turn brown, right. and it tells you, turn up the water, and you do. But when that hot season ends and it starts to cool down, the grass doesn't turn purple or some other color. It stays green, so you don't, right. you don't think about it. So there's no, there's no visual indicator to say, it's time to turn that station runtime down, and that's where that smart controller is going to do it for you automatically. Right, and, and, it's, and the technology is getting better and better and better and it's getting to the you know now it yeah come on your, it, it, coming and... on your smartphone telling you all that stuff 
and, and that's what people want because people have other things to do. I know it's your industry, but they, you know, but that's what they have. They have other things to do than play with their controller. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, you don't want to come home. If, I'll speak for me. I don't want to come home and play with my system at all. <laughs> but you know, but you know, we can talk about that. We can talk about nozzles. We can talk about all kinds of things. But also, a lot of things that Mike and I talk to the talk to people about. You can buy all of this stuff. You can have the highest in technology you want, but it also comes down to the maintenance of the for while the installation and the maintenance of that. Right. We find a lot of people if they just go through their system and get it maintained properly, so you don't have crooked crooked uh, risers and and uh, clogged nozzles and you know timing timers set incorrectly and, and go down the list of stuff. Uh, when you have all of that, that takes away from the greatest technology that yeah. you got. This right. this really brings up a I think a an interesting financial point because you know for so long metropolitan water district and the uh, member agencies did such a good job of delivering high quality product 24/7 at very low prices lower than anywhere almost uh, right. in the world and it's almost like we as consumers uh became kind of desensitized to all the effort that was going in there it was just so easy right correct and it was so inexpensive. It was cheaper to just not fix my sprinkler and increase the runtime than it was to fix my system. You know, You're right? People would let, oh, there's a brown area over there. I'll just flood that. Everything, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, here's everything. here's two sprinklers are covering that area, right? And there's eight other sprinklers, and so you turn up the runtime to right. just cover to, to to address the two heads. But you've just wasted water everywhere else because you don't. You've right. already got green grass there, right? And, and and those type of things are trying to be addressed now, whether that with rates, because company, uh, you know, cities and water districts can now design rates where um, landscape water use can actually be really pinpointed that your landscape is this large, your landscape is has this much turf and so on and so forth, and this is where we, you know, are located. So your landscape should use this much water and that's how much water we're gonna give you at you know, at the at right that low- at that price. And yeah. if you go above that then your price is going up. Can- so we can send, you know, uh, a tier through tiered rates and things like that. You can send pricing signals to folks that and literally, that's why the governor and everybody else is focusing on the outside of the home because you need to cook, you need to shower, you need um, dishwashers and washing machines, and those are all very um, important. They all use water, but we're we're getting to where those are pretty efficient. But it's the outside. Do you you don't have to have that water running four or five days a week. You don't have to have it running off, and so. Whether whether it was the governor's declaration or years to come, um, the business that you're in, the landscape business, is going to be looked at more and more, and landscapes are going to change. They're not going to be the 1950s yeah, 100% picket fed lawn. All lawn. Yeah. It's not that lawns will go away. People will still be playing wiffle ball or other things in the backyard, but in areas, front, side areas that you, you're not going to play, it's just a square or a rectangle. Well, that should have drip irrigation and and California friendly plant material. Well, people also spend when they overwater, then you, then you start looking at rooting the grass and creating other problems. So then they go out and buy chemicals and they put that on, and that and that just adds to their cost. And, and then it's going to keep using more water. So yeah, I, I think people learned a lot through, through this 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 last six months, and 
they they really need like you said it's it really doesn't change their lifestyle it's not going to really affect them right dramatically but but i think one of the greatest things that you guys have done is your education outreach and and you've done one view and and, and all the uh, agencies to you i i think they've done a super job and and, and the people that listened we we saw the results from right. the state that's great we've we've done great but we can also do better yeah and um in fact before I got here today, um, that's what I did. I, I'm, we meet once a month. All of our all the agencies get together, and we share ideas, what programs people are working on, what marketing materials people are working on, so that because we're all in this together, and it's really has helped. Somebody may be doing a program in a certain city that really is working well in those meetings, and that information gets shared and then gets spread to other to the other cities. So the the messaging and the programs have really have really taken off th- through that collaborative process. And, and they're awesome rebates. So anybody listening in residential or commercial, go to bewatersmart.com. Bewaterwise. 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 Or, or SoCal. SoCal. SoCal yeah. Remember, I still need my job. Yes. <laughs> I sent the affidavit in. By the way, by the way, I have to tell you that bewaterwise.com has a lot of excellent information about how to respond to the drought, how right. to save water. So yeah. I think that is that, a be water wise is, resource. Yeah, for all the listeners, Be Waterwise is your starting point. Be Waterwise, you may want rebates, click on the rebate tab. You may want information on, on gardens and planting material, click on that tab. You want information on the drought. You want information on the delta. Cl- the, be Waterwise is the definitive website for I think for all your water needs, it's a good starting. It's a great starting point. The um, process that the State Water Resources Control Board started uh, last year during the drought, where each retail water agency that yes. services you know three thousand or more customers would report their um, uh, water deliveries. Right, basically, they're what they've what they've sold this year compared to other years. Yeah, And uh, if you're interested in seeing how your city is doing relative to the rest of the state in an effort to continue to save over 20% of the water. Um, the portal. That's, that's right. The drink portal. I think that's a great name. Yep. You can just Google RGPCD for the gallons per capita per right. day. And, uh, There's a lot of jargon in the water industry. Yes, <laughs> yes. So uh, it's excellent. Anyway, like, stick, stick around. We got yep. uh, our DIY sprinkler guy, uh, Richard Daigle from Irrigator Tech. Are you in? Yep. How you doing? We're doing good. Hello, Richard Daigle. How things How going? How you doing? I'm in Texas, Houston. Is it humid? Yes, it's very humid, and then about every couple hours it just pours rain, and then it stops. And I've been coming here all this year, and it's just amazing. they got St. Augustine grass, and they've just got so much water Unbelievable. Can you bring some back with you? Yeah, would you bring some back when you yeah, come I back? I could bring some back with you. Yeah, we know, we know <laughs> a guy. We, we can get we, you a trailer. Yeah, we no, we know a guy who has a train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's some high. The thing yeah. I wanted to mention is I definitely wanted to thank everybody for volunteering. We had 16 people last uh, weekend, last Saturday at Hope School, and you can go to the Irrigator Tech Facebook and see videos of us uh, tilling, putting molds down, and then all the stuff that Toro had donated, you can see it working. So we left. uh, The teacher there has been hand-watering seven days a week. Now they've got a drip system that was donated 
by uh, Toro, Mike Barron, and, and uh, Rob. And now it's all working and coming on properly, and we've got nice shutoffs. So where they're not growing at this season, we can shut off, isolate. I mean, they are just so happy, and we're helping them by putting in mulch and prepping everything for all the kids. How, how do the kids like it? Oh, my gosh, it's just unbelievable. Uh, we're going to go there and film and do some little touch-ups in certain areas, but we'll get a video up with all the kids enjoying the garden and uh, great. what they're going to be doing in the future there. It's really a great way to show just how effective drip irrigation can yeah. be because it. Uh, I've got a uh, raised planter, two, three raised planters in the backyard, all on quarter-inch drip line, and uh, these little these little lines, you know, quarter inch, and all of a sudden we get this fourteen foot tall sunflower out of there. It's just like crazy. It's like what out of this little seed? This thing's just going wild. But, Watering yeah. the water all to the that, source. That's, that's, right. Tubing that's right. Is, that tubing is unbelievable. It works so nice, and, it, and what's so nice about it is the consistency. A little water every day for yep. the amount of time that the plant needs. And it's just amazing how it, it grows and how the plants and everything are doing so well there. So, um, I mean, it's just awesome. Thank you, Rob and uh, Mike, for donating well, that you, product. You guys, are, you guys got, are the ones that, uh, you know, did all the labor and the work. So uh, that's cool that you guys, you were able to put that together and get get help on Saturdays and other days to uh, to deliver that product. Oh, yeah, that, that product. awesome. So thank to all you listeners, thank you very much, and thank you for the Toro Company, you know, helping us. And we've got another project we're working with in Riverside, the uh, Drupala uh, Culture Center. That's, that's right. Uh, right off the 60 freeway. So um, we'll be doing all sorts of stuff, hopefully, with, you know, Toro and Mike and Rob. And it's open seven days a week, and you can go there and see the Toro products and how you can conserve but, water. But the real important thing home. is you get to see the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, was, I was there. Dinosaurs there. Yeah, I, I, I got lost. I got lost when I saw it from the street, and I figured that's where it was. So I pulled in <laughs> and, and saw that. Hey, you know, you know, it's also good for your listeners. Um, uh, you know, I, I went to the YouTube and you know your websites, and you have lots of training f- videos on everything from backflows to how to fix wires, how to do this, how to do that. Uh, can you give that out to everybody so they can kind of take a look? It's a good educational. Yeah, you can go to irrigatortech.com, and you just go to our website, and uh, you can click on Facebook, and that's, uh, and it has over 100 videos there of uh, students working on stuff and, and working on projects. And then you can go to the Green Industry News, and there's over 500 videos. So if you want to learn how to trim a tree, a rose bush, you know, what water requirements are for the right plant. So I know that we can have irrigation working, but not necessarily working properly. Just enough. We A lot of plants don't require that much water. So uh, we've got a really good, you know, uh, type of training on there telling you when to trim it, how to fertilize it and when the fertilizer, and uh, you can look at that, and we do have them in English and Spanish on there. Mm, and we're always impressive. putting up videos. So if anybody uh, goes to that YouTube, uh, enjoy it and uh, share it with all your friends. Well, well, oh, go ahead. I have a question for you afterwards. Oh, I was going to say, since we have uh, our guest from Metropolitan Water District, I was going to say, is there any work being 
or discussions about possibly rebating drip retrofits? Yeah, actually, well, we actually do that. But what we're doing it is we're doing it at the retail level. So we're seeing our agencies doing the drip programs. And then at the end of the month, they send us an invoice and we reimburse oh, them. So, okay. so the drip programs are happening at the local level. They're not having – we don't do it regionally right yet. Okay. Um, and one of the issues for us with the drip system is that um, when you do a regional program for 19 million people, what yeah. – what, what, yeah, it's kind of crazy. you got to make sure it's just perfect, right? Yeah. Well, what you really need is somebody going, oh, here's a receipt for a washing machine. So – and that, that washing machine – is on a list of approved washing machines. They check A with check B, and then then you proceed with the process. Drip is a system, and people need to realize that. And you know, and you guys know that that you don't go to the store and buy a piece of drip. There's pieces yeah, yeah, that come. Yeah. There's all kinds of pieces and systems, and couplings, and, and couplings, and so filters and, and filters, and so it makes it hard to go. If you get that thing, you get this dollar. So a lot of our agencies and exactly what um, what they're talking about here is uh, Dave's talking about is working with schools, putting in drip systems, um, big commercial projects. So we're we're seeing a lot of drip go in, a lot of drip going in in commercial, a lot of drip going in in schools. And we're helping fund that. Oh, great. So really the key here is to look at your local water agency's website, see if they've right. got that program. Right. And if, okay. you are a, if you're a commercial customer, um, you can actually go through our program because um, because for commercial it's worth the time and effort for us. Because if – let's say you're UCLA and you're putting in a huge yeah. drip system. So we'll work with you know colleges and universities to put in those kinds well, of systems. You have a public agency rebate program as well. Yeah, we even have a public agency program, which is great because um, as Dave talked about, we work a lot with schools. And schools were telling us no matter how big a rebate is – they they don't have the funding to I begin have the with. Funding yeah. to, I don't have the funding to buy the controller or the sprinkler heads and then wait and then go and get my money back. So what we created, and I give credit to our board because it was very creative and um, innovative. Outside the box, really good. Right. And so I asked our board, could we give the money up front? to public agencies. We don't do it for a business, but we do it for a public agency. And if you think about it, that could be your school, your library, um, your city parks. And what they do is they send us an invoice and say, this is what I'm going to buy. We process their rebate, send them their rebate, and then they can use the rebate money to then buy the product. Um, And schools and other public agencies really need to take advantage of that. It's a great program. That does sound great. So, Richard, we got to remember that as we uh, approach new opportunities like the school, in the future, if it's a public school or a public facility – we can uh, utilize that program. Well, one of the shows I was going to ask. Yes, I would, I would love for him to send me the stuff so we can put it in our uh, e-news 